the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. It is the week of giving thanks. Now, isn't that interesting? Uh, A lot of people take their birthday and they make it into a month. Isn't that amazing? You ever have people like that, that it's their birthday month? You know, the sad reality is I know people pretty well. I used to joke with people that, uh, uh, you know, I know tens of thousands of people intimately. And because of that, my best friend's name is Sergeant Fuzzy Boots. <laughs> well, that was my favorite cat, a little orange cat. My best buddy was a little gato, el gato. Uh, because, I mean, we're just some, uh, we're some messed up people. You know, and uh, it's amazing any two of us could spend a lifetime together, never less than the eternity together. Uh, and again, what you got to do is you got to accept that. You know, I got a smile on my face. I got a smile on my face. But we have a manufacturer. Uh, we have a creator. Now, we didn't just happen by chance. You didn't just come out of the goo and come out of the ooze. You didn't, you're not some alien spore that was projected through the multi-dimensions of the universe and came up through an alternate reality and wound up it in a bunch of goo. That's what it sounds like. It's a bunch of goo. You're, you're a created being. You're, uh, you're created by intelligent life. <laughs> and uh, you're an amazing creature. But there's also some things about us that if you know how we work, it's not too impressive, right? I mean, the Bible's pretty clear that the human heart is wicked. Uh, the Bible's pretty clear that we're all sinners in need of a Savior. The Bible's pretty clear. As I keep saying that, the Bible's pretty clear. Because it is in times of uncertainty that you really find out what a person's made of. It's in times of uncertainty that you know what a person's made of. It's in the scary times. It's in the dark times. It's in the desert. It's in the valleys. You can tell a man's religion in time of despair. When someone's back's against the wall, you'll know who you got. It's the base. There's a certain Italian harbor. I don't know the exact name, but I've read about it. That's very hazardous. There's high rocks and there's it, it moves and turns and it's a it's a maze. It's a jungle uh, and it's a, it's a shipwreck ha- haven, you know. And so to avoid a, a wreck, ships align themselves perfectly. They have these three lights. I don't I've never seen it before, but on these high points, on these on these cascading rocks and these mountains. And so when the captain brings his vessel into that certain area, 
he see must line up those three lines. That when those three lights line up as one, so you no longer see three, you see one. When that happens, you, that's the that's the pathway. That's the that's the the line, the azimuth. That's your compass heading. And if when you line up the three as one, then you can safely proceed up the narrow channel. And you gotta know what guides you. Now I, I share what guides me. Mine's the standard of living is God, the Bible, the Word. And, and that might not be yours, but you gotta have a standard. Something you can rest on, something you go to in, in, in dark times and lonely times and scared times and the autopilot times and the automatic reactions, the automatic thought times, because we are unconscious creatures. Our manufacturer made us in a way that we function a majority of the time on autopilot. Why? Because our manufacturer knew that there'd be a lot of data coming at us, a lot of information, a lot of decisions, a lot of in the now moment decisions, sometimes multiple decisions in a single moment. And our, our manufacturer knew that we had to have an autopilot system that could that could maneuver through all this activity, all this input, all this data. And so he gave us things like the basal ganglia, and he gave us things like the, um, the, the RAS, the reticular acting system, uh, in the unconscious brain that basically is our autopilot system. We've all driven home before without realizing how we drove home. But we all stopped at the stops and turned at the turns and blinked at the blinks and and waved at the waivers, you know? And there we are at home, sitting in front of our, our house, and we're like, whoa, I, I, I don't remember uh, driving home. But here I am. No flashing red lights, no dents, no sudden stops in the side of another vehicle. So in Dali, whatever I did worked. Because in Dali, I've done it before. And undoubtedly, I was on autopilot when I was driving home. And mentally, I was in self-induced trance. I was somewhere else. But while I was driving home and I was somewhere else, I was processing somewhere between 34 gigabytes of information a day, somewhere between 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. My body's releasing basically a, a combination of 63 known chemicals based on what I'm thinking about, based on my breathing, based on my physiology. And those things make me feel. And all this is going on while well, I'm thinking about what kind of day I had. Where I'm thinking about coming home and having some fun fun with my wife wife. Or getting a fight fight with my wife wife. <laughs> right? Can I get an amen or a witness out there, right? <laughs> you know, hallelujah, brother, right? So today, uh, we're going to talk about the problem, the solution of poor mental health. Because the battle's in the mind, people. Don't you just get what I just shared? The battle is in the mind. See, life is an undulating line. It has highs and lows. It's a journey. We're going up to the mountain of God and down to the valley. Up to the mountain of God, down to the valley. It's an undulating line. But here's the key. The conversation along the way has a huge impact. While you're walking, you're talking. While you're journeying, you're journeying. See, you're doing it all in your head not just in person, you're, you're walking physically, but in your head you're carrying on a totally different experience, a totally abundant experience, multifaceted, multidimensional, uh, sensory-based. And what you're doing up there dictates so much. 
And so today I want to talk about this thing because between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. There's a poor mental health crisis. Poor emotional intelligence and mental health is at a pandemic level in our country, in our homes, in our families, in our heads. Again, I keep saying it. It's one of my favorite quotes from Dr. Viktor Frankl, renowned psychologist. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. When Jesus Christ was being crucified, when the flesh was getting ripped off his bones, when the blood was being poured out of his body, that's a stimulus. He said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. See, many people, let's be honest, feel helpless and hopeless. Many people believe there needs to be a change. Something needs to change. But here's the problem. Everybody wants everything out there to change. But I'm going to suggest to you the real solution, and really technically the real problem is in here. It's between the stimulus and the response. It's in the record of the wrong. It's in the pound of flesh. It's in what are you doing between that stimulus and that response? What are you holding on to? What are you willing to let go of? And so today I want to talk about Blue's Clues. You know, I'm a big kid. And all my kids have grown up Blue's Clues. And I still watch Blue's Clues. I watched a Blue's Clues movie the other day and my son was not in my room. Just so you know, it was just me. <laughs> I just want you to be honest. But uh, the, the original guy, Steve, uh, struggle with depression. And uh, I read an article that really stirred me up because I deal with that with thousands and thousands of people every week, every month, every year. And so it's real. So let's talk about it. Not just talk about it, complain about it. Let's talk about it so I can show you that you have power to overcome it. That's the key, right? So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about Blue's Clues. Got some Blue's Clues. We'll be back after these messages. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to the next level of awareness, then go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, December 8th through the 10th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold, the highest-rated precious metals firm in the country. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. 
We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, for King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and affirmation. I am black, and you are back being under construction, right? That's what it's all about. You know, in the Christian world, we call it sanctification. You know, it's uh, separating a group of people for growth. That's really what uh, sanctification is, being separated out for growth. And let me ask you, are you sanctified? Now, this is not a spiritual conversation, although I'd love to have one with you. Feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to share my Lord and my King Jesus with people. But you got to know who you are. You got to know why you're here. But more importantly, you got to know how you work. You're operating that machine, man. You know, man's a three-part being. We have a body, and there rules that body. It puts off uh, feelings. It puts off uh, emotions, Right? I mean, don't feed that body for a while, don't water it for a while, don't sleep it for a while, and you'll find out it's not healthy, it's not good. It goes boom, boom, crash, crash. And the mind runs the body. The battle's in the mind. Between the stimulus and response, right? I mean, you keep saying it over and over and over. The, the Bible's replete. Our manufacturer told us uh, the battle's in the mind. I, I mean, again, I always go to this. You've got to know the basics of the Bible if you don't know the good news. The basic is the good news. First of all, know the good news before you know anything else. But after the good news, there's a lot of cool mystery and cool stuff in there. It's kind of like a love letter. You know, when you want a woman, you know, my producer, John, you know, when he, when he meets a woman, wants to be with that, right? He's going he's gonna to pursue her. He's going to find out what her interests are. I hope he's not married. Hopefully I'm not getting him in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> right and so so right it, you know I, when i dated my wife uh you know i wanted to know what, what her thoughts and feelings and so i found out what she watched and i watched it and some weird stuff but i, I kind of got her sense of humor i paid attention to what she read and and put in her head it kind of gave me a sense as a way to build rapport i i watched what she watched uh, i i i listened to what she listened uh, i walked in her shoes I got a sense for what was important to her. You know, if we're flesh and we want that, how much more does our creator want? I mean, he's our daddy. He's Abba. He's Papa. 
wants a relationship with us, just like your kids do, just like your wife does, just like your husband does, right? And so you got to understand how we work. And, and the battle is in the mind. Transform your thinking. Do not conform to the thinking of this world, Romans 12, 2. Uh, to hold your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Paul wrote that to the church in Corinth. Focus only on those things that are good and pure. Guard your heart for all the issues in life stem from it. It's right, all, all right there. The two greatest commandments in the Bible have nothing to do with sex, drugs, or rock and roll. The two greatest commandments in the Bible have nothing to do with baptism or the Trinity. Has nothing to do with that at all. You know what it has to do with? Your head. The two greatest commandments in the Bible have to do with your head. What we're talking about today. The greatest commandment, I believe without a doubt, something told to us more than anything else in that book. You ready for what it is? Remember. Remember. And I used to say as a leadership trainer that leaders remember. But no, we all remember. Here's the problem. What are you remembering? And so that had to be amended because good leaders remember the right things. A good DB in the NFL doesn't remember the times they took a chance on a ball and missed and got burned for a touchdown. Because then it'll make them hesitate the next time. You remember the times that you jumped and you got the interception. You remember the times that you saw this play run out over and over in the film room. You remember the times... That coach said, hustle, because most people quit before the end of the route. So you go all out. You'll be there before they are. Right? You got to remember. And here's the question. What are you remembering? See, God wanted us to remember who we are, whose we are. He wanted us to remember that he, he'd never leave us. He'd never forsake us. He wanted us to remember that while we're in the desert for 40 years, this is the whole base of Deuteronomy 8. For 40 years, he, he, he took care of us. Our shoes were good. Our, our clothing was good. He fed us uh, 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 manna. Our fathers didn't even know what it was. It was, what is it? That's what the word means. Look it up. <laughs> it's Hebrew for what's that? <laughs> what is it? It's manna. Ba, 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 ba. Remember water from the rock, Mirabah? Come on. Remember who he is. Remember what he's promised. Remember that he will never leave you, forsake you. Remember that you are made in his image. Remember that you're an image of God. Remember it is finished. Remembered, paid in full. Remember that he has his hand on you. Remember that God causes all things to work for the good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Remember. What are you remembering? And today, can I tell you what? We're told to keep a pound of flesh, a record of wrong. That's all about remembering. But yet God tells us to forgive, to forget. As far as the east is from the west, to let it go. Let it go and let God. For vengeance is mine, declares the Lord. I will repay. Don't take God's judgment away with your own personal vigilante justice. Leave it to God. Let it go. Forgive, move on, shake it off, kick the dust off your feet, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and let it alone and hit it again. Leave it alone. You've got to know this. Remember, what are you remembering? And I'm going to explain why that matters. That's the greatest commandment God gives us. 
remember. And then the second greatest is do not fear. Do not fear. Fear not. Worry not. Worry this, right? Fear is false evidence appearing real. There's something like 1,400 known ailments attached to fear. Fear is our greatest motivator and our greatest destructor. Fear is a cudgel that our enemy uses to keep us from being all that we can be. Fear becomes distraction. Fear becomes confusion. Fear becomes hate. Fear becomes attacking and persecuting. Fear becomes defending. Fear becomes destructive and poisoning. Fear becomes lonely. People are so afraid. You know, this week I, I was celebrating that I'm finally somebody. I've made it. You guys should give me an applause. I made it. I'm somebody. You know why? Because I finally had someone in real life say to me, What could you, a Caucasian man, tell me, a man of Asian descent, about life? Isn't that great? Isn't that cool? Do you see how bitter we've gotten? Now it's okay to be a racist. Isn't that amazing? Racism now is cool. It's in. That's how fear works. Because I'm a white guy, I gotta be some moron who's never had a feeling or a hurt before at all. I could know possibly nothing about the guy next to me who grew up in the same household as me whose skin happens to be a little browner than mine. Who, who, who am I, what am I thinking, right? Don't you see the pain or the fear there? It's everywhere around us. Kate Spade, everybody had to have her purse. Everybody had to have her handbag. Everybody had to have her, yeah, she hung herself on a doorknob. Wealthy, beautiful, young, world at her feet. Can buy anything she wants. Can be with anybody she wants. Hung herself on a doorknob. With a bathrobe. I mean, it's stunning. You got this people out there that just are going through the motions numb. And there's a lot of grieving going on. And people don't even know it. We're going to talk about that today. About grieving. There's a lot of depression. A lot of disappointment. A lot of people are scared. A lot of people are afraid. It's fear. That's why I think God tells us so much, almost 400 times, do not fear. Because God sees beginning and end. God is the Alpha and Omega. God sits above time. He sees the whole parade while we just watch the part in front of us. He knows where you're at. He puts you where you're at. He knows what you're going to need to get through where you're at. So I'm a big kid, I told you. Blue's Clues is a little kid's show. If you don't have kids, you shouldn't know Blue's Clues. If you do know Blue's Clues and you don't have kids, we need to talk. Stay away from me. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. But Steve, uh, Blue Clues host Steve Burbs talks about his struggle. He had clinical depression while filming the hit show. Now, if you know the show, you're going, how can this guy be depressed filming that show? He's the most positive guy. And he was talking about his struggle with depression. Uh, and he was filming about what that was like to film that show, to be so uppity up and be clinically depressed. He said, I didn't know it yet, but I was the happiest depressed person in North America, the former kids show host told Variety. He said, I was struggling with severe clinical depression the whole time I was on the show. 
It was my job to be utterly and completely full of joy and wonder at all times, and that became impossible. He said, I was always able to dig and find something that felt authentic to me, that was good enough to be on the show. But listen carefully. But after years and years of going to the well without replenishing it, there was a cost. And ladies and gentlemen, it's reality. It's okay to struggle. It's real. And Steve said this, quote, my strategy has been, hey, you've got a great thing going on, so just fight it. He said, quote, turns out you don't fight depression, you collect it. After I left Blue's Clues, there was a long period of healing. It wasn't until the death of my father that I really started to take things seriously and my life became so much more manageable. See, there are times you're going to have to deal with it. It's like a mechanic that tells you something wrong in the car and you don't want to deal with it. He say, you can pay me now or you can pay me later. You pay me later, it's a far greater expense. And ladies and gentlemen, we got to deal with things because if we hold on to them and don't deal with them at the time, you're going to pay for them. And you're going to pay a far greater price. And so will others down the road. Today, we're talking about depression. We're talking about grief. We're talking about blues clues. We'll be right back. Here's a real student testimonial for Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. To learn more from Mr. Black, the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis is December 8th through the 10th. Details at likeitmatters.net. As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join Andrew Parker this Sunday evening at 6 as he talks politics, Israel, and the law. The Victory Hour, every Sunday evening at 6, here on Freedom 1570. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. In the battle for America's Christian values, Charlie Kirk and TPUSA Faith have stood strong, helping equip, engage, and empower generations of Americans to defend their faith. We're in a fight to save our country. Now they need your support, covering the cost of resources. And thanks to a generous 75K match, your best gift will be double. double. Help defend faith and freedom now with a tax-deductible donation. Give today and help Christians stand strong in their faith. Visit am980themission.com and use the keyword faith. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. 
The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am back. And yes, uh, we do have uh, one more class this year, uh, Leadership Awakening. It's there in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Uh, it is uh, December 8th through 10th. Uh, it is our last class of the year. Our next one's January 19th in Dallas, and it's already full. I think we're at 16 people in the January class. So in uh, December there in uh, Minneapolis, I think we're at eight now. So uh, I can still allow four. I can, if I had the rush, I could allow uh, six. Uh, but yeah, come on in. It's uh, I'll guarantee you the best Christmas you've ever had, or maybe in 10, 20, 30 years. Uh, and man, you can't replace the, the value of going into the holiday seasons cleaned up, not carrying a pound of flesh, not carrying a wreck or wrong. You know, I had one of our listeners uh, uh, text me over and uh, asked about the guy who said, uh, you can't teach me anything. I've been in leadership training for 30 years. I'd say, I don't know, close to half the people have been through my training, if not more, uh, are people of color, black and brown. And I've had people come from China and Japan. Uh, oh, my gosh, I've done a dozen classes in Mexico. I just got talking with the HR director of NIDIC. They're bringing me down to Reynosa in February. I'm going to do my training in Mexico uh, with all my brown brothers and sisters. Uh, so it's just, that's so racist. This this guy, uh, a friend of mine bought a whole bunch of classes cause it changed his life. He listened to my radio show. It kept him from killing himself. He, he said it saved him from suicide. And then he signed up after listening to my radio show for a couple of years, went through the training again. He's rebuilt his life. 60 years old, just retired, uh, getting married for the first time. He's living the dream and he bought a whole bunch of classes, wanted to share them with some new business partners. And these people are avoiding it's a, a $2,500 class. He's gifted everything, hotel, meals, everything. These people want to return phone calls. And these are people he's going to business with. And then one of them was kind of avoiding me and all that. And I had a couple good connections with and, you know, compassionately connected. He had some sorrow in his life. And um, but I got him on the phone and the guy cut me off and basically said, who are you? You're some white dude. What can you teach me a brown person? Now, he didn't say those words Exactly, but he said it pretty close. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. But here's the thing. Then my friend, uh, my friend said that he was talking to him, you know, and all that kind of not defending me, but just t talking. Uh, and he he sent me a text, uh, my friend, and he said, "Here's a text I just sent this guy." And so he had sent me just forwarded it to me. He had said, that, "I'm not in this text thing." And he said, I've known Mr. Black for, the, this is my defense of something the guy said. I don't know what he said yet. I've known Mr. Black for, he saved my life. Uh, I know the class I've been in, at least half of them are people of color. And for you to call him a cracker, uh, I find offensive. So I guess the guy, now here's this guy, this woke guy, this guy, Mr. Liberal, uh, Mr. Hey, uh, can't we all just get along? Mr. Woke, uh, Mr. Anti-Racism, never met me. I do nothing to this guy, but now I'm a cracker. And 
And I told this guy, I don't want to say names, uh, that, hey, don't, it's okay, I'm not offended by it. The guy doesn't know me. I don't care. I don't care what he thinks of me. I feel sorry for him. I really do. I don't, I don't hang out with racists. Uh, and today it's okay to be racist, as long as you're racist against white people. Uh, you, don't get to, you don't get my dictionary. So I don't believe the lie that you get to define the English language. Racism is using skin color as a determining factor. That's it, period. Stop making up stuff. There's no monster in the closet. There's no boogeyman under your bed. There are only two genders. So today we're talking about what the heck is going on in people's heads, right? It's Blue's Clues, man. See, I love Blue's Clues. I'm a big kid. And I've had I have four kids in the age range. Or my daughter's 26, Faith, and my son, Benaiah, seven. I got four in there. So spread out. And I, and I watch cartoons. Blue's Clues is uh, human people, but CGI. And what I love about Blue's Clues, the kids' show, is that it teaches kids to think, reasoning, deductive reasoning. Uh, you know, Because right now we're not allowed to think anymore. And supposedly what used to be the land of the free, the home of the brave, it's now don't think, we'll tell you what to think. Don't th speak out against your government or we will ban you, we'll arrest you, we'll put the DOJ on you. That's not America. This is sub-new America, Joe Biden's America, and half of you undoubtedly like it, so good for you. I'm not going to be here long. I'm, I'm, I got one thing on my bucket list. It's called Rapturo, Rapture. So Blue's Clues, the host of this show, which I love this show, the original host, there's been three of them, the original guy, uh, and then he had to go away, and then he had his, quote, younger brother, this other guy, and then everything always has to go brown now. You can't have a white person or anything. And so then they brought in a new guy. I, by the way, I like the new guy. I don't know any of the names outside of Steve. Uh, but I think he's good. He's, uh, uh, I think he's uh, from Mexico or maybe. He's a uh, um, Hispanic. Great singer. Oh, my gosh, he's got a great voice. He's got that big smile. So I like the guy. Uh, I'm not saying anything wrong. I'm just saying factually, uh, if it ain't brown, uh, it's out of town. <laughs> That's just the world we live in. No wrong or wrong, right, good or bad. It's just data. And so this guy has struggled with depression. My wife brought this to me, and I already read it and said, man, you know, my generation really, really, really respond to this. And so my wife's a lot younger than I am. She's 20 years younger than I am. Uh, by the grace of God, I only met her 12 years ago, not 20 years ago. <laughs> 12 years ago, just so you know. Uh, but, uh, she, you know, when I told her I was going to do the show, she said, you should share. And I'm, so I'm going to tell you what, what happened. There's a new movie out. And it brings all three of those hosts back together. It's the Blue's Clues movie. We just watched a great little show, but I loved it. But let me read the articles from Fox News. It says, Blue's Clues host Steve Burbs talks struggle with severe clinical depression while filming hit show. Uh, Blue's Clues host Steve Burns got candid about his struggle with depression while filming the popular show. said, quote, I don't know yet, uh, but I, I didn't know yet, but I was the happiest depressed person in North America. I was struggling with severe clinical depression the whole time I was on the show. It was my job to be utterly and completely full of joy. And if you've seen the show, you know what I'm talking about. It was. And wonder. He had to be full of joy and wonder so the kids would be. And that became impossible. Now, here's a quote that I know very well. He, he burned his adrenals. I have done it many times. Quote, this is what the 49-year-old uh, said. I was able to dig and find something that felt authentic to me. It was good enough to be on the show. But after years and years of going to the well without replenishing it, there was a cost. Now, I know what this talks about. I give 100% all the time in everything I do. And when I'm in class, I pour myself out. But there's sometimes where I feel depleted, where I feel empty. 
but yet I still have to keep giving out. And there's always more. That's why the song Raise the Bar, there's always more. Dig down deep, and, and there's always more. Uh, and so I know this pain. I know I've struggled with this. I know right now I'm in a little bit of this. I've been struggling with this uh, because I'm in grieving process. We're going to talk about that. I feel like I've lost my country. I used to be so patriotic and all that. There's a lot of things going on. Uh, my country left my God. I can't trust elections anymore. I mean, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of people out there grieving. This is what's going on. There's like a funk in the air. It's like uh, Ghostbusters 2. There's uh, the oozes coming up. The oozes coming up, and people are angry and bitter, and then they're snapping at each other, pushing each other in front of oncoming trains. They're not just killing each other, slicing them up. They're they're taking family disputes and killing each other and committing suicide. I mean, it's it's intense. And we can pretend it's not going on or just complain about it, or I can tell you, you have control. We can fix this. He said he got burnt out. His quote said, it was, my strategy has been, hey, you got a great thing going, so just fight it. Turns out you don't fight depression. You collect it. After I left Blue's Clues, there was a long period of healing. It wasn't until the death of my father that I really started to take things seriously. See, here's what happens. We store all the stuff. We don't deal with it. And then there's a trigger. There's an anchor. There's stuff, 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 snap. That's a pattern we see so often. Good people can do bad things. Why? Because you stuff, stuff, stuff snap you then the littlest thing is the straw that broke the camel's back and you freak out and you take a life you beat a child you shake a child uh you run your car into someone in that one second and then one moment in time one poor choice is how you remember for the rest of your life he went on to say when his dad died it made him think about things he hadn't thought about in a long time things like legacy and the value of the things we've left behind. He said it forced him to reevaluate and take much more seriously his mental health. In New York City, it never was good for mental health. I mean, let's be honest, we know this. This is why I do my training. This is why I do it. Because when you look at your life through loss, when you look at your life through the uh, uh, a brokenness, when you look at your life through that, things look different. And we, we don't want to change things until we lose somebody, until there's a death, until there's cancer, until she's gone, until the wedding, vow, wedding vows have been violated, until the wedding bed has been made impure, until a child has been made impure. So we're going to deal with it. And in 2021, to mark the show's 25th anniversary, Burns returned with a video message because he disappeared. And this is what my wife wanted me to share with you because she had her weeping. And this was on Twitter. This was his heartwarming message. And you got to hear it in his voice. I wish I could do it. You remember how when we were younger, we used to run around and, and hang out with Blue and find clues and talk to Mr. Salt and, and freak out about the mail and do all that fun stuff? Remember that? And then one day, remember when, when I was like, oh, hey, uh, Guess what? Um, big news. I'm, I'm leaving, Burns recalled on Twitter. Can we just talk about that? He asked his grown-up fans in, in the style he used to address the camera. Because I realized that was kind of abrupt. I just kind of got up and, and went to college. That was really challenging, by the way, but great because I got to use my mind and take a, a step at a time. And now I'm literally I'm doing many of the things I wanted to do. 
he continued. Look at all you have done and look at all you've accomplished in all that time. And it's just it's just so amazing, right? I mean, we started out with clues and, and now it's what? Student loans and jobs and families. And, and some of that has been kind of hard, you know. I, I know you know. I guess I, I just wanted to say, after all these years, I never forgot you. And I'm super glad we're still friends. We'll be right back after these messages. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to the next level of awareness, then go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, December 8th through the 10th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. As a former congressman and the ranking member on the Judiciary Committee of the U.S. House of Representatives, Doug Collins knows what it means to fight for what he believes. And on every episode of the Doug Collins podcast, he'll explore all topics from politics to life advice and blend them together for a well-rounded discussion that you can use to get the most out of your life. The Doug Collins podcast. Subscribe today on Apple, Google, Spotify, and at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Take Freedom 1570 with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. All from the app. Just search for Freedom 1570 in the App Store. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. 
And today we're talking the reality of the space between. Remember that great song years ago, The Space Between. And what I'm talking about is the now moment. This space that most people never occupy, this space that most people don't even know exists. They, we live in some yesterday, we're so wrapped up in our past. You got the world, the system called the world that wants you so wrapped up in the past. If, if you don't have enough of your own complaints about your own life, then let's take you back 500 years. Let's make up an event in 1619 to make you believe that people that look like you were treated some way so you can be angry and bitter and hate your country and hate police officers. The problem is it works well for an election. I mean, we just saw that. They won again. All you got to do is scare the young people. Just scare the young people and women and... Uh, you can just stay in power as long as you want. Fear is a powerful thing. I told you, we started the show talking about the power of fear. But you got to realize that anger is used to motivate people at the polls. Why do you think there was so much threat to democracy speak? Why are you talking about threat to democracy? Because it scares young people uh, and dependent people. And they buy into the fear, and then they elect the same, their same masters to keep them on the plantation. So it just keeps happening over and over and over because we want to survive above everything else. And so you got to realize there's so much anger out there. And a University of Washington study 20 years ago said that if you can get someone angry, they'll stand in line for 20 hours to vote. They'll, they'll put signs in their yard. They'll go beat up Trump people. They'll uh, run people over their cars that are, are the opposing team. Why? Because we've been told by our president that the opposing team is a, bunch, a threat to national security. That white Christians are a threat to democracy. You wonder why people are so agitated. Our whole country, we don't believe in our elections anymore. We don't believe uh, that our vote matters. We're told not to shut up. If you share an opinion, the government doesn't approve of you. You're thrown in you know, Facebook jail, and now we got a president that's being attacked because all the people that think like him, they want to send a message to. And so now as a president of the United States, the House has been radar and and whether you like the guy or not, you know, he represents forty, you know, percent of the population at minimum. There's a lot of anger. People think feel discounted. People feel like they don't matter and hate now rules the day. And you can hate people in the name of hate, and the other person's the hater. Put that one on. You can hate people in the name of hate and the other person's at fault. You got to remember, life is an undulating line. It has peaks and valleys, highs and lows. And it is the conversation along the way. It has a huge impact. You got to understand epigenetics, science, follow the science. Epigenetics, look up Caroline Leaf, look up Bruce Lipton. We have 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. A majority of all diseases are psychosomatic, about 87%. From our bitter thoughts, our anger, our resentment, our pound of flesh, our record of wrong. Why do you think God told us not to do it? He's our manufacturer. Cognitive behavioral therapy is the only therapy proven to take people off of antidepressants. What is cognitive behavioral therapy? It is biblical. It's what Paul told the church in Corinth, to hold your thoughts captive. Now, he said to the obedience of Christ. Why the obedience of Christ? Because he's our standard to love, forgive, to not keep a pound of flesh, to not keep a, round of wrong, a record of wrong, to not worry. That's why hold all your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. You have no right to be offended by anything, Christian. Listen, you have no right to be offended by everything, anything. Let it go. That is the bait of Satan. Let it go. It's destroying you. It's eating up that relationship. And then NLP, which is I'm a master practitioner, says that we have a sensory-based experience in our brain. 
And it doesn't matter what happens to us, it matters how it's codified. It does not matter what happens to us, it matters how we explain to ourselves what happened to us. That's what matters. It's the narrative. How do we explain things? That's why I said life is an undulating line. Life is a journey, and the conversation along this journey matters. It matters. See, it's the narrative, stupid. That's why you heard about threat to democracy. That's why you heard about you women can't get all your abortions you want whenever you want. Because they got to control the narrative. Why? The narrative, it's the narrative, stupid. Because the narrative creates the BS, the belief systems. And the belief system is the soil. And nothing comes from bad soil but bad stuff. Good stuff comes from good soil. That's biblical. Salt water comes as salt water. Fresh water comes as fresh water. An apple tree produces apples. Get it? See, soil. Everything comes from the soil. And the belief system is the soil. You got to get that. It's the parable. This is why the Bible, I don't care if you believe in Jesus as Lord and Savior divinity. There's a great book outside the divinity part. Lots of wisdom in it. In the book of Matthew, 13th chapter, there's a story about the sower and the seed. It's so credible. He said, uh, this guy's out there throwing some seed. And some seed fell by the wayside and the birds came and devoured it. Some fell on stony places, you know, rocks, where they didn't have much earth, and so they immediately sprang up because they had no depth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And then some fell on thorns, you know, the thorns sprang up, choked out the good stuff. But there were others that fell on the ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. And then he says this interesting thing, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. In other words, don't just hear, listen. There's gnosis and epigenosis. Both mean no. Gnosis means to know something. You got a knowledge of it. You read it in a book. You saw a little snippet on it. You watched a, You read the cliff notes. You got a t-shirt saying with it on it. But epigenosis is that applicable knowledge. Epigenosis is to live in the gap between knowing and doing. Epigenosis means you know. It's like in the Bible when they said they knew each other. Oh, they knew each other. They epigenosis each other. Yeah. So then the disciples came to Jesus like, what? You, man, it makes no sense. What are you talking about? See, he spoke in parables so you'd have to seek out knowledge. So you'd have to seek out your lover. So you'd have to look beyond, lift things up, think about it. He wants you to think about it. God doesn't ask for a blind faith. He wants you to consider it. He wants you to think about it. He wants you to question it. But his disciples, why don't you just tell us clearly? Because he wanted them to seek out. And some people, he shielded them. But he says, here's the key. He said, therefore, hear the parable of the sower. This is verse 18. He says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes to snatch away what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on stony places... This is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation and persecution come, he stumbles. Now, he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and becomes fruitful. In other words, he's too busy. If the devil can't make you bad, I'll make you busy. But he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the words and understands it. 
who indeed bears fruit and produces it, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Don't you hear it? Don't you get it? The seed was all the same. I'll say it again. The seed was all the same. See, it was the soil that was different. See, your soil is in your heart. Your soil is created by what you hold on to, by your narrative, by that 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day, by what you tell yourself over and over and over. Remember that transactional analysis, Dr. Eric Burns' work, he said there's a stimulus and a response, and that's called uh, communications, a connection. But here's the thing, the mind is six times faster than we can talk. And so when someone says something or does something, we don't respond to that immediately. We go to what we know. We go to our memory banks. And we have our three channels, the visual channel. We see something. The auditory channel, we hear something. The kinesthetic channel, we experience or feel or tactile touch something. And then based on that, we respond. Don't you get it? You go to your soil. You go to all the offensiveness that you've held on to. You go to your pound of flesh. You go to your record wrong. You go to your victimhood. Poor me. Nobody likes me because of the color of my skin. Poor me. Nobody likes me because who I choose to share my bed with. Poor me. So what? A guy called me a cracker. People call me racist every day. People say I'm, uh, I'm this and that. So what? They don't define me. My fruit defines me. I got 30 years of fruit. It defines me. My God defines me. I define me. It's my mission. It's who I am. It's what I do. The quality in which I do it. There's your power. That's what we got to do. Let's take back our thought process. Let's take back our thinking. Let's clean up. Let's hold our thoughts captive. Those that serve us well, let's keep them. Those that don't, get rid of them. We're being programmed, players. It's the narrative, stupid. We got to control the narrative. Let me help you get control of your narrative. Go to likeitmatters.net. Get your button in class. Email me at mrblack, M-R-B-L-A-C-K, at likeitmattersradio.com. Let me help you get control of the narrative. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your power, is your freedom. Let me help you take back your power, your freedom, because your family deserves it and you deserve it. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidai. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and, and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.